Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the Netflix new release, Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's all describe the film in eight words or less. I can start. Uh, more smarts, less cool. I don't know if I know how to interpret your sentence. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> Mine was, her milkshake brings boring guns to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Mine is, why can't you bring guns to the diner? I mean... They uh, they seem to break that rule <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like, literally every time someone's in the diner. <laughs> the film is Gunpowder Milkshake. It was directed by uh, Navat Papushado. I think that works. Ben, have you seen any of this guy's movies? I think we talked about it last time. I have, yeah. I haven't seen any of their, any of Navat Papushado's films. Okay. Um, I'm assuming nobody else has seen any of these movies. Uh, it stars Karen Gillan, Lena Headey, Carla Angela Gugino, Bassett. Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, Paul Giamatti, Freya Allen. Ralph. Ralph Innocent? Is that how yeah. you pronounce his last name? Yeah. yeah. Not used enough in this movie. And uh, Chloe Coleman. The elevator pitch for this movie is uh, a very well-trained and deadly assassin accidentally ends up with the kid and they got a protector. That is the very bare bones of this movie, which is also trying to be create its own John Wickiverse. Mm-hmm. Is endlessly homaging Tarantino and Kill Bill particularly, I would say. Oh, was uh, it? But there were no samurai swords. <laughs> what are some of the other movies that popped in my head while watching this? I feel like it definitely was just like any Tarantino movie. It wanted to be that kind of style, like that that flow, you know? I had like four in my head when I was watching it. John Wick. Uh, Atomic Blonde, definitely. At- yeah, Atomic Blondish. Man, I had another one, but oh well. Um, it's an action thrill ride slash comedy <laughs> thing yeah. and general thoughts on this one i think i can i think about once the action gets going i was enjoying the movie quite a bit i would say up until they go back to the library and the movie kind of it doesn't really slow down but it to to my point it stopped being smart and wanted to be just be cool and smartness good smarts can lead to being cool as i think the three fight scenes the first three action sequences were like really well done and really smart and clever and they became cool because of that but then it was like just setting up oh wouldn't this be badass or wouldn't this be cool and then threw out all of the logic out the window and i think ultimately by the end it doesn't earn any of its payoffs in the final act mm-hmm. and weirdly like they they tried really hard i don't understand the last scene in the movie they didn't need to go that far to set up this sequelness like i, I don't you know mean, there's already a, a gunpowder milkshake too in the yeah universe. i saw that yeah but um i don't know i think i i i, I was i found it entertaining watchable but was ultimately disappointed i guess i feel like we watched different movies (laughs) see i'm i'm actually kind of the opposite like i mean aside from the very last couple of scenes 
I would say the back half of the movie I liked a lot more. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think it embraced like... What do you consider the back half of the movie? I mean, not even back half. Um, I would say like... When we got the Lena Headey. Yeah, when Lena Headey shows up. It gets like... it's uh, To me, it's like it stops trying to like be cool and it just wants to have fun. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as disappointed as I was in this movie, like it's not terrible. Like, I just, I feel like it took me a lot to get through the first half. Like, I remember it was after our last podcast, I started watching it. And then I just was like, halfway through it, I'm like, fuck it. I'll finish the rest of it tomorrow. (laughs) And I was kind of like dreading it. And then the back half was good. Like, I enjoyed that. I'd say there's like a 15 or 20 minute action sequence that is like. Makes no sense why any of it's happening the way it's happening, but. Oh it did. no, not not at all. But it's cool. Um, some great sound design, uh, or sound effects, I guess, and some great gore. And then, like you said, Zach, none of its payoffs are really effective. Like they don't feel earned, and like none of the characters feel like characters. Mm-mm. And now I, it's weird because I can't really put my finger on why it didn't work for me. When a movie like Mortal Kombat, which someone could definitely say has similar problems, <laughs> did work for me and worked very well. Uh, so, like, some I, if someone enjoying this movie would not blow my mind. I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. But I just, I don't know. Like, I just didn't, I couldn't really get behind it, you know? Maybe if it was 20 minutes shorter and you cut out most of the fluff in the front. And like you said, maybe get rid of the kid, I, I you know? I, I think they really screwed up with having that flashback in the beginning of the movie. Like, it was completely unnecessary. It But to- we had to throw in one of the people under the Netflix umbrella that has yeah. to be in a billion movies. Is that the girl? Yeah, she's in with The Witcher. Freya Allen. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That okay. that scene, especially by the end, was co- you did not need it at all. It it was way too drug out and long. And you could have you could have jumped straight to Giamatti sending her on the mission, and then things go sideways, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Da 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 da. Because that's when the movie started going for me. I'm surprised you guys. It took all the way to Hetty for you guys to to really. Well, I mean, the get problem with the it. first half of the movie for me was that Karen Gillan is a robot. Didn't have a character person like personality <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, like this per- well, this character sucks. I got <laughs> I got really concerned. I mean, if this is too spoilery, cut it out. But like, it opens up on the scene where you think it's gonna go into like a big gun battle, and then immediately cuts immediately away from cuts. it. It's like, wait, no, yeah. no. Also, this is what choice. I signed up for. This is what yeah. I wanted to see. And like, I don't know what it was. If it's just the shoes she was wearing or what, but like the bowling alley fight didn't work for me at all because you kept seeing people like stutter stepping and like, yeah, you it didn't. It was mm. not a smooth flow to the battle at all. It was very hard, clunky. Hard and disagree. I thought that scene was great. It was not. Fifteen, maybe ten years ago, I would have been. I would have been more impressed with it. Yeah. But now that we're spoiled with stuff like, yeah. you know, John Wick, the raids. Um, mm-hmm. Like it just yeah. it you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's as good as John Wick, but it's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't like uh, this movie. Just the biggest impression. Just finishing this movie, I was like, I'm gonna forget this by the time we do the podcast because it. Mm-hmm. The only impression it made on me was <laughs> Jesus. Karen Gillan is tall. That was the only like thing that stuck out to me. And yeah, just, that 
Yeah. My wife's, the, my wife's the same height as Karen Gillan. Just so. She's like, Karen Gillan's like 5'11", I think, is what it was when I looked it up. But like, um, I don't know. There was just something about it. The action didn't work for me until we got the older generation of women. And like, it started to be fun just watching them do their thing. And I wish we got to play with those dynamics more. Like Lena Headey's character actually had a personality, which was great to see when you have going great. off. Uh, like after Karen Gillan's character, which I'm assuming it was the way it was written slash directed, and not just her. I've only seen her play Nebula, and that's not the best thing to base. Yeah, her does she have a personality on. in uh, the the Jumanji movies? Oculus, yep, yes, and okay. in Oculus, she's really good. I don't remember Oculus. Oculus. I need to rewatch that because I do remember liking Mike it. Mike Flanagan. Um, yeah, um, and just <laughs> I don't know. There's like you have this kid in the movie, and then don't play with that dynamic at all really either she's just no. there to help in these Worst really part of the movie. weird action sequences like no i thought she was fine i thought she was fine for what she was given they could have really played with that but they did chose not to i'm, I'm I sorry no it just the comedy did what, not work is, for me at all what is zach saying was the worst part of the movie the little girl having the kid in the movie it just uh, well I, because I mean, they did nothing with her yeah, yeah she she wasn't bad. It just... No, I'm not. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying yeah, just... I'm agreeing with Lauren that they didn't do anything with it, and then they want you to have mm-hmm. an emotional resolution around her that yeah. is completely, yeah. completely unearned. unearned and not even I mean, remotely. Everything is unearned yeah. in this. Yeah, but much. you could get away if you take that out. You have you have yeah. a fun action movie through and through. I will say, I was really worried about the big like you know. This happens, so we're going to have to fight and be angry at each other for a while. It's like, no, they mm-hmm. just kind of, like, gloss over that. I'm like, oh, thank God. No, you can't gloss that. over that. No, you have to address that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, again, it made like the payoff she, not Again, she it, doesn't have emotions. She doesn't really care about her mom being gone for 15 years. Like. Yeah. I mean, they they also could have yada yada their way out of her, out of Gillen's character, like they left the, there's actually some weird gray area in there where like if it's not too spoilerly the girl's dad gets shot in the stomach and if we learned anything if this director learned anything from Tarantino movies he should know that getting in the shot is one of the worst places to get shot but it takes a long long time to die from it and he's dead an hour later and they even allude well, to I that mean, something. Sh- that's a long time in relation to being shot in like the heart. An hour is a long time to bleed out. No, you Reservoir Dogs. You can live for hours with a shot gut to the gut, apparently. But what I'm saying is, they even allude oh, okay. to. Okay, according like- to Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> I'm going to take all my facts from Tarantino. <laughs> Tarantino did his homework. He checked it out. Like he knows. He knows. Yeah, he checked out other humans. movies and took is- facts from them and made them his own. <laughs> and he knows that human the human body is actually just a blood balloon. Um, <laughs> Gross. But I I thought that they were going to go squib. there. With, That's that what the was, human body is—a squib. That something happened <laughs> with the doctor there, and that's well, so, yeah. I thought there was going to be foul play, oh but I don't know. And like, what was the just the whole doctor scene with the laughing gas? We can get like, into that later. That? We'll get into that later. I'm just I, saying they <laughs> chose to go for this comedic, yeah. like this high com- comedy that makes just it shits the bed. Because like the rest of the comedy <laughs> is just comedy. so dead faced that it doesn't work at all. I thought it ultimately ended up working, but I was very nervous going into it. Gunpowder Milkshake is on Netflix. Uh, I it, it, it's very well made from like a filmmaking perspective. I thought 
It's very flashy. It looks good. It doesn't look like Netflix garbage. As no. Th- and um, I'm intrigued to see what this guy does next. Because I, I mean, it sounds like we both like different portions of the action photography. Or, or the, the way the action was shot and produced. But uh, I thought it was some of the most competent, like, hand-to-hand action stuff that we've seen in a while outside of a john especially outside of a john wick movie it just looks super clunky to me and also you know throwing a bowling ball around that momentum shifting and stuff it's not easy <laughs> it's no mortal combat yeah it's definitely not no more not no mortal combat is the <laughs> phrase i just said but um <laughs> i don't think you're gonna be disappointed if you throw it on on netflix one night but i think there's I mean, a was there's I mean, a lot of missed <laughs> opportunities i feel like it's like i was excited this for this movie we said we were disappointed in it oh. i think you might be disappointed in it if you just throw it on one night a little a little disappointed yeah yeah I mean, especially it's... what they did to a certain person that i oh. love <laughs> thank you for the love of god oh. from mm-hmm. here on out there will be spoilers for gunpowder milkshake So, uh, I think from here on out, we're going to go into, uh, spoiler territory. Mm -hmm. Are we spoilers yet? Yes. I did not realize how long the spoiler, like, clip that you put into episodes is. So, spoilers. With that, we're gonna get into spoilers. So, spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Favorite scenes. I I, I, I really like the bowling fight scene. I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I like they weren't trying to kill her too. Like it wasn't like it, like there was a, there was a little bit of, she felt like she was going 110% and I can get like they weren't going for like the killing blow against her. And I don't know. I thought, there was a lot of clever bits with yeah, the with know. the suitcase. Just watch and... her feet next time. <laughs> um, She's like a giraffe going through fight choreography. <laughs> I just maybe you're not used to seeing somebody with that kind of stride do stuff like this. I mean, I've seen tall people before. <laughs> tall women fight. Yeah. Hand to hand. How tall is Charlize Theron? Yeah, I was gonna say she's, she's close, not short. Probably. For me, it's the library. The fight in the library is, like, just so fun. Yeah, it I was enjoyed so that. It was so incoherent, I thought. Then it was also dumb. It was like, they should have just wiped those guys out. Like, there was no reason any of that should have happened. And that's well, where I, mean, I was yeah, there's with. a bunch of <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff you can point at that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. why would they separate? Why wouldn't they have guns? Like mm-hmm. my, my actual favorite scene was the car chase. And I just the, the cat know, and mouse with, of the car chase. With that library fight scene, what? Was that like a, just a brick of gold in a book? What was she hitting mm-hmm. that dude with at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a piece of gold. Why is this? Why? <laughs> yeah, that was weird, weird that like, like the li- Is it weird that the library's like least interesting aspect is the fact that it's like some kind of secret armory or whatever? I was like, I want to know what those nature themed rooms are. Those are fucking rad. <laughs> Where's that in my library? Like, I want to find. Yeah, that I stuff. want to go to there. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite scene was probably um, the last time we're in the diner and the camera just like makes its way down the the oh, like the, counter? the countertop yeah. slow mo. I mean, great like, shot. I that was it well made done. no fucking sense that th- anything in that scene. <laughs> I mean, welcome to this movie. Like, yeah, but I think I think I like those how first that three... doesn't make sense. But the bowling scene is like, mm-hmm, yes, I can see what can see how but, that but, all works. But I mean, that is like a th- that was a fight. That had the boundaries were clearly laid out for us and what was going to happen. 
and the okay what does it make sense about the diner they magically they appeared out of nowhere and then magically defeat hey i don't an know army if you know this but buildings often have multiple entrances there was a hundred of them there they would have there's no way they could have gotten in there those dudes didn't have guns well also yeah why does it why do people do, all of a sudden not everybody have a gun that was also very frustrating and that all started with the library like it stopped making sense why like it, it, i get it's for action and but the movie didn't set up the world like with kill bill when they come running in with a hundred swords like that makes sense why we're fighting with swords it's the fucking point of the movie here it was just like randomly all of a sudden some guys don't have guns some guys are running i don't know i just had a real problem none of the guys had guns in the last scene i don't think no a few of them did i think but uh, no because they're not allowed to bring them in no i i think the rules were completely broken at that point no i need to rewatch it now i don't remember them having any guns i remember them just all dying they didn't have guns. i'm pretty sure there was a guy uh, no. a couple of them had the a gun only but... the only one i think who had a gun was the the nephew i mean he just jumped out the window though no didn't he hit he hit um michelle yo in the eye right no she got stabbed someone caught her got her with a a knife. Oh, so maybe he didn't have a gun. All I know is she had an eye patch at the end. <laughs> I mean, Lauren, Lauren's idea makes sense. Like, they shouldn't have guns, but they also, I'm pretty sure some did, and like when they walked in, clearly the rules of the diner had gone out the window. The rules of the know. diner had gone out the window the first scene we were at the diner. <laughs> also, the woman who worked there was clearly on the female side, and therefore they got to keep their guns. Obviously, the car chase scene that I really liked is bending the rules of reality but at the same time it was like the the scene set up like i established the the ground rules in that scene and i bought into it it was that's where again to my eight words or less they seemed to throw the thought process out the window once they got back to the library and it was just like let's do a cool shit here let's do cool shit here and it's just like angela bassett would have been dead in two seconds because she had fucking hammers um you know it's like i don't know I, 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 the believability went out the window for me with those, but I'm glad it worked for you guys. Okay, why? She loses the ability to use her arms, but she can use her fingers? That makes no sense. Yeah, I'm, yeah. If there's a scene that, like, that breaks your, breaks reality more than anything else, it's definitely that one. I mean, <laughs> again, I was really worried when it started. I was like, really? This is where we're going to go? But I thought the execution of the scene worked and had some good choreography i mean if it had just been the knives like if she had had a second knife in her hand i would have been much better for me than the gun that just ruined it for yeah. me or she had like the kid I, tape like syringes to her feet yeah <laughs> i think if she had shot a bunch of all three of them the gun thing would have bothered me but i think she grazed one guy once with her gun and then everything yeah, else was just so how did she not just kill that little girl yeah, behind her with the way she was flinging her arms around <laughs> but she was also able to graze him enough to the point like didn't he accidentally shoot one of the others like i think so like yeah like yeah one of the guys got a shotgun blast to the stomach from the other one i remember that yeah and then like why were there just big tooth like teeth around it's a doctor's office it's not a dentist who said <laughs> who was doing set dressing yeah, that might have been his front was the the dentistry. Oh. But like why do you need a dentist front? Why can't you just have a doctor front? Yeah. Also, why do you need like a 400 pound ceramic tooth? 
Yeah. For the guns. Who, where did they buy that? That thing would have cost billions of dollars to ship. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they ordered it Amazon Prime next day? Oof. <laughs> Let's talk about that ending. Um, like, emotionally swayed at all by the fact that she would sacrifice herself for this girl. I was pissed. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's Wait, like, what hey, are, who sacrificed themselves? What are we well, doing? Well, I mean, she was willing Carla to kill, give, kill oh, her. Oh, well, like, that wasn't the end of the movie. I was so confused. I thought I missed, like, oh, a post credit scene no, or something. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, that's the that's the end of the movie. Then there's the random tacked-on scene with Paul Giamatti. So I we're considering both at the ending, of, I would say. Okay. I brain. just I considered the end them setting up a sequel. Yeah, which, I mean, they didn't even need to do. It was clear, like, we could just make another one of these. <laughs> but yeah, no, Carla Gugino, why? I mean, I get why Carla Gugino had to die, because there were already enough white people. <laughs> but, like, I love her so much. Why did, she ha- why did anyone yeah. have to die? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's like, in a, in a movie that's supposed to be, like, so, you know, like, girl power, it's like, you know what we should do? We should have some dude just beat the shit out of her and then kill her mm-hmm. off screen, basically. And exactly. shoot her by yeah. just randomly shooting no. around the corner. Like, didn't yeah, even get like, a good shot on her. <laughs> yeah. That, this this man. library needs to... I guess they didn't have books big enough for, like, protective vests. <laughs> God, so frustrating. I did, it did make me laugh so much, though, when she came up with, like, that Gatling gun or the shit. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. She is so good. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's always she's always just an absolute gem. Mm-hmm. I I just love when she gives. Uh, I loved it. I loved it when she gave the girl the headphones. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fucking yeah. That awesome. was good. <laughs> and then there's just like bullet holes in the door in front of her. It's like, yeah, don't no, just close your eyes, listen to the music. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> oh man, that was good though. And it was just a cassette tape, so that girl was probably like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, what was up with the cassette tapes up, and flip phones? She looks up, see all I didn't the shells. Get that. Flip phones I get because they're disposable, but like. Yeah, but why is that the style? Like, what I. (laughs) It's a timelessness thing. I don't know. It's dumb. The whole point, we're in a diner. I don't know if it's just I have diner blindness, but I swear it always looks like there's like one diner used in everything. But it's probably not the same. You're prejudiced one. towards diners. That's a well-known fact on this show. Yeah, um, it's true. This one uh, was probably wait, in Horns. It was probably in Riverdale. It was probably in <laughs> other movies with diners and TV shows. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's just like a like a. I think it's na- also just the lighting of it. It's mm-hmm. like narrators. They just all blend together and just start. Like, what are you talking about? I've never heard a narrator before in a movie ever. <laughs> she doesn't even know what that word means. Mm-mm. <laughs> The, to the the other ending of the movie, like I they didn't like they yada yada like oh yeah it's okay you killed my dad so fast and then yeah but then they they like they they seem to be setting up Giamatti as like secretly still trying to like on their side and he doesn't go full heel turn at the end but it's like they're clearly trying to set him up as like the bad guy that I don't know like I I was expecting him to break away from the firm in some capacity but yeah uh, it, it just yeah was and really like weird. she she's it's so weird because she trusted him to protect her child 15 years ago but like 
he's a questionable dude. It's like, I don't know why she, yeah. just the whole them splitting apart, but her still being in the same city. Did she come back just randomly? Why is she still in the same city and just hiding from her daughter for 15 years? Well, could yeah, it couldn't have been just randomly because she had like a fucking escape plan for her. She was yeah. Like, yeah, and she said she's been watching her, making sure she's safe. And it's like, so what? So why? It's like, how, yeah, how's that been going? Okay, in this diner scene, we have knives, we have hammers, we have hatchets. The only people with guns are the women. What about the first guy that gets thrown through the window? He had a hatchet. Okay. Um, still. Um, <laughs> I, I, was more, I was more upset about... Oh, we have a machete? <laughs> I was more upset about them I like how Zach's rebuttal, Zach's rebuttal to being just wrong about that is still... So. Ooh, I want to know more. Who is that with this gun? Pan camera, pan. <laughs> I was more upset they were able to get into the place and get the drop on them. Okay, then, no, then you were right, thing. Ben. The 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 one guy who killed Carla Gugino, he has a gun. Okay, yeah. Vindication gif. Um, okay. Performance piece. Lena <laughs> Headey, right? Like, there's no competition. She's the only person who has uh, any sort of No, I would interesting... give it either to her or Carlo Gugino because yeah. I love her. <laughs> I would give it to Gugino just because of like the time she had was so minimal. I think Carla Gugino's in back. a different movie. Uh, yeah, much she, she's fine, one. but <laughs> it she felt out of place and awkward, and I get that was supposed to be the thing, I guess. They're all supposed to be like three different personalities, but since she was the only one with a personality... <laughs> and then they didn't build well, any mean, of that up. Like, I really didn't. I hate, she didn't really resonate with me. I don't me. think they had, like, the personalities were, like, the one who doesn't talk very much. The motherly <laughs> one. And then, like, Angela the Bassett just one. came up as, like, like, angry. Like, tempered, but she needs to be calmed a little bit. <laughs> as one-dimensional as, like, you yeah. can... But why is she angry? We don't know any reason why. Um, okay. Uh, anyone over... I, we, why? What What the hell happened to Gillen in this movie? Like, they didn't give her a personality. Somebody probably told her, "We need you. We need you to be. We need you to be less." Yeah, like, can you just have? Can, can you be you a be, robot? Can you be blander? Can is you that, be Nebula that... but more robotic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see how you could rationalize. Oh, this is how she is because her mom left her. But why would you want that to be your only presence for the first thirty minutes of the movie? <laughs> Slash hour and a half slash however long this movie is <laughs> she changed the most when Car- when lena hetty came back she like did well, yeah lighten because up. she yeah. had to, someone to kind of argue yeah. with but it's like i don't know man i mean there was a little bit this there is, with the girl this, her but... role is the type of role you give to like a wrestler but no i even feel like they get better roles i feel like let's feel watch like that most... movie with um what drax what's his face and this little girl oh <laughs> my spy something yeah like that, that one I'm sure he has more to do than Karen that's, Gillan got. That's, that's what sad. I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of when I saw uh, when they were doing the car driving thing. I was like, this belongs in a different movie. But I enjoyed Stuber that. Stuber starring Drax and um, shit, Kumail Nanjiani. Isn't he in that one? Yeah. I also, I felt like Paul Giamatti didn't get enough to do either. Like, I don't know. I mean, no one got as much as yeah. I should like, have had. <laughs> everybody in this movie is underutilized. Yeah. Except Lena Hetty. I would thing say Lena Hetty is like, good and does the only thing that isn't underutilized in this movie is that one dude's hair. <laughs> it acts the shit out of this movie. <laughs> uh, Ralph yeah, Vincent Lena Hetty definitely underrated. got the most to do. Also, is it Hetty or Heady? 
Petey. Yes. I think you might be right. Well, she gets the most to do in this movie. I mean, and I gotta say, like, Ralph Innocent, the fact that he's not in, like, a bajillion, like, movies and video games. just He has an voice. amazing voice. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Repeat after me, favorite lines. I forgot um, mine. I actually had one. It was Lena Hetty. Hedy. Was it, there's not a single person on Earth I'd rather kill people with? Because that was the only no. thing I wrote down. It was like uh, a it was like a throwaway comedic line when they were like escaping. Mm. I feel like mine are you've got something in your hand. It's a tooth. Uh, well, that was in her hair. Hair. Oh, I thought it said. I thought she said. Oh, my mistake. Nope, it was in uh, her hair because she then um, plucked it out of her hair. And then the other two are. I'm gonna make a little noise, so play it loud. And it was so nice having a kid in the library again. It's like fuck. This is how we're doing this. Is we're oh, doing is this part- just like, that was so being sad about that was a terrible last oh. line because it was completely unearned and uh, yeah doing, yeah doing because we didn't get so to dirty. see any of their time when she was a child in the library. It's like that line only works if we get to see flashbacks. Yeah, the flashback should have been Hedy Hedy and her in the library, not in the fucking diner. Well, we have mm-hmm. other, we have other great unearned lines like Angela Bassett telling Lena Hedy. Your daughter's become a fine young woman. You met her like two hours ago. <laughs> How do you know that? Maybe she's also been watching her. <laughs> Everyone's just been watching her. <laughs> they, they take shifts. Like mm-hmm. uh, Any other lines? <laughs> well, it was so weird, though, because no, they wouldn't have been watching her because they're like, they had no idea who it was. It's like, how do you not know the people who are in your organization? Like, if has yeah, she never come to you for guns before? Weird. Yeah. I, uh, not... Not very no, she weird, had just old non-existent. <laughs> and why was Carla Gugino's character obsessed with that tomahawk to the point that they used it as like a tombstone for her or a grave marker? <laughs> I have no that idea. So and then weird. she didn't even get to kill anybody with it. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's a great transition to... It's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's a great transition to but why. Uh, why the fuck but didn't she did get to murder him? Yeah, why did you kill Carla Gugino? Yeah, why did you kill Yeah, my... <laughs> The first, the first thing I wrote down for this movie was Carlo Gugino. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, three. I wrote down like numerous, but whys, and I think three of them are actually just about Carlo Gugino dying. <laughs> like, yeah, and then just her being absentee for fifteen years, but still being oh. there doesn't make sense. But why does uh, the girl Emily not give two shits about her father? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Again, I mean, I've already yeah. I've already asked this, but why can't you bring guns to the diner? It seems really easy. Like you just well, say they have I'm to bringing sneak it in the first one. No, that you just you just like say I'm not handing over my guns, and the waitress gets mad at you, and then you just go about your day. Well, again, this you is just, the weird you world just building. Shoot the waitress. You know? like, yeah. and then, if they're not connected uh, to this organization, yes, why they didn't are. They just shoot I think the waitress? no. I think that's the implication: is they are a part of this weird crime syndicate thing and they just did a terrible job Uh, at presenting it that's why that wait the opposite people who were trying to kill karen gillen's character this whole time were part of the organization why would they have been in the hit in the first place according to paul giamatti well if they're competing then they would have like they have no reason not to kill the woman who tells them they Uh, can't bring guns in so they have no reason have... to listen to her. This makes well, zero they, they, sense. There was a lot of talk about respecting the the order of things, though. So maybe they were respecting which, that. Which nobody did. So just like, like John nobody. Wick rules, where it's you just respect the rules. Yeah, John um, Wick breaking the rules at the end of John Wick Two actually had actual consequences. Yeah, and like had weight. It had an entire movie's worth of consequences. <laughs> 
possibly You know what this movie didn't have enough of? Dogs. (laughs) You know Um, what movie has great dogs? John Wick 3, Lauren. You need to watch it. I need to. But why? Another but why? Why did the big dude with the sledgehammer wait outside the library until almost all of his homies were dead? But why did they stab him in the neck twice, but the second one killed him? They missed... They clearly missed the artery there the first time. (laughs) The first one wasn't a a fatal neck wound. Uh, that was a cool shot when the the blade was left behind. That just seems like such a weird weapon to put like a knife on the front of a handgun. Again, yeah, cool it was, it versus cool. smart. I like cool versus. I loved smart. it when she like threw her gun at somebody mm-hmm. and stabbed. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that seems like a real so way. Ridiculous. It's funny because earlier she makes fun of her daughter for. I'm granted she accidentally threw the gun, but then later she does it really coolly. It's like this is how it's done. Yeah, to where was the line with for her that? gun? The hot take theater. Any hot takes on this one? I feel like all, all the butt wise are hot takes. Um, uh, they killed off their best. They killed off their best character. You know, another thing that didn't work that could have been if this movie had, or that could have worked if it had actual character involved. The whole thing where like the people who were um, keeping the girl hostage that when they when they turned on each other, mm-hmm. it was just such a weird moment. Yeah, I think. It but I will really... say this movie does get points for staking the guy through the heart with yes. the vamp or with the pool cue cue or whatever it was. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. that... <laughs> That was probably the most clever thing this movie did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you throw if you throw out the opening, the, the Lena Headey flashback in the beginning, you throw out the cold. I mean, the the I, I don't know why you just don't start straight with Giamatti and her on the thing. She asks them. Because are, then we don't have Lena Headey for an hour of movie. She's barely in the first part of the movie and it was boring. Yeah, but like, this is just what movies do now. You just watch Black Widow. (laughs) You have your absentee moms that come back halfway through the movie. But we didn't have like a big Russian dad this time. Yeah, that's what this movie needs. I think though, I think... (laughs) Actually, no. I'm sure there was a Russian dad in there. Wait, what? I can't even remember. I just watched this movie and I don't remember without opposing his British. The Russians (laughs) killed her dad. The Russians okay, that's what it was. It's like, yeah. I feel like there were Russians involved in this <laughs> well, somewhere. Actually, you know what this did need was uh, Florence Pugh. That's what it needed. Yeah. Although, um, who knows? Maybe it would have just given her nothing to do as well. And then we would have been really bummed. She had a lot of stuff to do in Black Widow. Just no, not he's the saying, final he's fight. No, I'm saying this movie. this movie wouldn't have given her much to oh, do. Oh, okay. Like, so it just like, would have been like, look, you. another wasted talent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you go straight to like, Giamatti giving her the assignment. You can set up with showing the exact same five second clips we saw that opened the movie completely arbitrarily to like mm-hmm. set up that the British guys were mad at them too. And then, and then, you know, she goes on the job. Yeah. And then you're, you're at the bowling alley 10 minutes into the movie and you're rolling. And I, uh, <laughs> then I you could have also it. given like <laughs> one minute to that crew so you could have gotten their dynamics a little bit, but mm-hmm. but that's what I I liked that the like the guy turning on it. I think that plays into the smartness of the script to me. In that a lot of the fights and a lot of the scenarios it just sucks were that the rest of the movie wasn't like that. yeah. Well, they were boring out of the idea again. The guy taking the 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 the, the screenwriters taking the note of Tarantino. I'm sure other people said it, but he's. Most famously, like, you know, like, if I'm in a foot chase for my character, I want him to jump into a car, and instead of being able to drive off, it's a stick. And it, like, creates, and they don't know how to drive a stick. And it creates Mm -hmm. this this weird tension. And I thought that the fight scenes and stuff were 
doing interesting things that way. Like, what if this happens? How are we? Get, how are they going to get out of this situation or whatever? Um, and yeah, but then they don't even work within the rules of their own fight scene. She should not have been able to pull that trigger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it was just weird because he's like, "I'm going to stick her with this," and then in a minute, she's going to be a sitting duck. It's like, no, she still can. She's still like mobile. Mobile. <laughs> she's still able to walk around yeah. and everything. I thought she was just going to be completely paralyzed yeah. from it but it was just like she could not bend her elbows basically <laughs> <laughs> i also liked how they armed the, the chair and she came out that was yeah that was smart expert opinions lauren already shared that there was not enough dogs in this movie mm -hmm. et watch no moons even this movie um ben and any means <laughs> no from moons. this movie yet nope nope he's not looking for him either the book was much better was this not based <laughs> off anything this was like an original property um I don't think I feel it like, was. It could have been a comic. I don't know. I feel like a story like this definitely wouldn't have been a book. No. No, but you know, that, this <laughs> That's is a good like... point. <laughs> it's an original property. Well, props to I it for that. I could see them. I mean, had if it had done better, granted it is getting a sequel, I could see this being made into a comic or something. Yeah. As original... As original as a property about female assassins with like a hidden underworld with other assassins and, you know, like as original as that can be. Yeah, I mean it's not, a, but I mean it's not based off anything, and that's I I, no, I, I appreciate I that. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Upgradables, casting rumors. I don't think we know any for this. Yeah, I didn't see any. Who could have made I it mean, better? Like... Uh, just letting Karen Gillan not be a robot would have made things yeah. better. So yeah, Karen Gillan could have made this movie better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, a, yeah, yeah. I think whoever like wrote the script could have made this. <laughs> Upgradables on recommending other movies. Obviously, John Wick and Atomic Bond and Kill Bill. Atomic Bond. It this doesn't this the doesn't. Ooh, yeah. Yes, this, the villainous. Check out the villainous. This just made me really want to see um that movie coming out with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What is oh, it yeah. called? Oh yeah, isn't that a Netflix movie too? Where she's gonna I die? Yeah, so. that's coming out soon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. She has like an, a day to live and like get Although, revenge or something. Now I'm a little. Now I'm a little more worried about it. Well, who's making that um, well if it's a Netflix movie, then you should have always been worried about it. <laughs> yeah, but Hold I feel right. like it's Kate. That's what it's called. Ne the Netflix like machine sometimes churns stuff out that's pretty good, and it's like um, name no, one of the them. <laughs> Our podcast has proven uh, Stranger Things. Otherwise, okay, name a movie. Uh, I mean, I can name some movies. Extraction. Uh, oh, didn't most people not like that one? Yeah, and they're wrong. Um, <laughs> they're wrong. <laughs> I feel like the there's a guard, Netflix movie I've liked, and about? I can't think of what it was. But most of them are usually trash. To Infinity Bond, Lasting Impact, uh, we're getting a sequel. And I imagine if this is successful, Netflix is going to make a lot of shit based off this world. They're supposed to be making us Atomic Blonde still. We better get that first. I think they're making it. You know why this movie does not look like a shitty Netflix movie? It's not a Netflix movie. It was... Bought they by just, Netflix. Like, distributed yeah. it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh. So it'll be interesting I mean, to see what the sequel looks like if that is, if Netflix is funding the sequel. Oof. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Still just trying to think of a Netflix movie I enjoyed. Next week. Oh shit, we don't have a movie next we week. We don't have anything, yeah. <laughs> um, so we don't know what's going to happen next week, but we'll still be putting out a podcast. Until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. 
rate and review the podcast, support us on Patreon, do all those things. It apparently does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Road. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch good movies. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.